Hi guys, thanks for tuning into Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Welcome back. Please check us out online. If you like what you hear, we've got a blog up with show notes. You can check us out at libraryoverload.home.blog or you can follow us on Instagram. We're just Library Overload on there. Ireland, books set in Ireland or by Irish authors, and we are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And the luck of the Irish. (laughs) I still think you need to work on your accents. I think they're spectacular, and I think you should chish. Okay. Maybe I'm not very supportive. I'm not a supportive friend. No. No, you are not. (laughs) I'm going to talk about a, I guess it's a middle grade book. It's called Skullduggery Pleasant, and it's by Derek Landry. That sounds like a really cool title. So, okay, before I talk about the book, I have a slight tangent to go on. So one of my biggest pet peeves in books or movies is when a character that has no survival skills whatsoever is like, you can't leave me behind when you go on this quest. You have to take me with you. And they go and of course they get themselves into trouble because they're stupid and it like messes up everything that they're trying to accomplish you know what I mean right but isn't that like part of the plot I don't care it's stupid if you don't have survival skills if you can't fight if it's a if it's a fight that you're going to if you can't fight if you can't survive in the woods and don't go to the woods like it annoys me so much okay Skull Duggery Pleasant is about this young girl. She's 12 years old. Her name is Stephanie Edgley. So her uncle has just passed away. And she goes to his funeral, goes to the reading of her will, reading of his will. And this man named Skull Duggery is there as well. He keeps his face covered up. He's got sunglasses on, a scarf over his mouth, a hat on, gloves, a big trench coat, like completely covered up. So it's who is this strange man right. that's there? <laughs> His name is Skullduggery Pleasant. That's the the coolest name. Well, (laughs) this is a world where magic is real. And Skullduggery is a literal skeleton that is a walking, talking sorcerer. That's amazing. I love him. The wit is so strong in this story. (laughs) I love wit. I think that for some reason, apparently Irish and then British authors just kill it with the sarcasm and the wit Mm -hmm. so much better than American authors do. Hmm. I wonder Um, why that is. That seems... I think their their dry sense of humor over there is just more, I think, stupid Americans like the slapstick kind of comedy a little mm-hmm. more than gotcha. wit and sarcasm. So I should be in, in Britain or Ireland. Yes. That's but I don't know if they like dad jokes as much as you do. I do love the dad joke, but I do also <laughs> have a very dry sense of humor. Okay, so... They find themselves in a race to find an artifact that her uncle has hidden because it's a huge part of this magical world. Another thing that I love about this this story, and this won't ruin it, but a lot of this magical realm has to do with your name. So if I know your name, which I do, 
if all I have to do is, if I'm a magical person, all I have to do is, Tavia, go sit down and you would do it. Or Tavia, never speak of this again and you never would. Uh-huh. Like, so knowing someone's true name I gotcha. gives them power over you. Right. So when Stephanie becomes a part of this world, she can't tell people her name because if she does, they'll have power over her. And in this world, once you, you decide your own name, you create your own name. And the name that she comes up with is spectacular. Yeah. And I love it so, so much. So this is a middle grade. So it is, she's 12. Wait, so you're not going to tell me the name? No, because it's awesome. And the, <sighs> and the revealing of it in the book is <laughs> But I really want to know right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the reveal of it in the book is mm-hmm. just like, hell yeah. Like, that's, that's amazing. You're spe- like, oh, I just, I, okay. I loved it. So this isn't a finished series, which oh, is weird for me. That is weird for you. The 11th book is out. 11. I know. That's extensive. And then the 12th book is coming out. It's set to come out in May of this year. Oh, that's and cool. And from what I understand, you grow up mm-hmm. with her. So she's oh, 12 when cool. it starts. Yeah. So like a Harry Potter journey. Yes. Which I love. I love right. to grow up with them. I think it's There's so cool. There's so much more character development yes, that way. Yes. You see them mature, come mm-hmm. into their own. I like that. I love so it. why is Skulldudgery? Skullduggery? Skullduggery. Why is he a skeleton, does it say? It does say, and I don't think this will ruin it. He's actually been around for hundreds of years. So years and years ago, he was. it was the middle of a magical war, and he mm-hmm. was a big deal in it. He was captured and killed horrifically by this bad guy. And Is there he, any good way to be killed? I mean, you I said mean, horrifically. Just curious. I mean, I guess falling asleep, like just falling asleep. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I feel like that wouldn't be a horrible way to go. All right. But no, like the way he's killed is horribly. And he decides like in this after world, he decides that he's not done yet and literally wills himself back to life. I'm intrigued and terrified (laughs) by the thought that that, like, (laughs) I can't imagine the amount of stubborn people in the world that would just want to will themselves back to life. You know, like, I can. Nope, I'm not done yet. I can only think of one person that would do that. <laughs> She's talking about my husband for sure. Because he <laughs> absolutely. He'd be like, no, I was not ready. I'm coming back right now. Yeah. But like, if you think of like, be like Hitler. Hitler, mm-hmm. Hitler would do that. I no, see he that. totally would do that. No, some, <laughs> some horrible people could do that. But I think just something about skullduggery and it may get into Mm -hmm. it a little bit more but all i know so far is that he had the the magic Mm -hmm. and the power to will himself back to life the magic in you yes (laughs) i've got the magic okay so um book 12 comes out in may i don't know if that's the final thing i was trying really hard to find information but without Mm -hmm. spoiling myself so that was a a tricky tricky one yeah yeah but yeah name magic like that is is similar to in one of my most favorite series aragon they have name like your name Mm -hmm. is of utmost importance but it's not your your given name you would go by your given name but it's your 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 soul's name Oh, that's that, really cool. Yeah. So if someone figures that name out, they mm-hmm. can 
they can overpower you. I haven't read the Aragon series yet. Um, I have <gasps> the first book on my bookshelf, and I've had it for a long time. I just haven't got into it yet. It's wonderful. I've now, been... is it middle grade fiction as well, or is it YA? I, I guess I would call it YA, um, just because the guy that starts, mm-hmm. I believe he's a little old, older than 12. I may okay. be wrong. It's been a couple years since I've read it, but it's one of those series that I've literally mm-hmm. reread it every year or two, oh, just cool. because I love it. I miss yeah. the characters. I love dragons. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Now, what? What distinguishes middle grade from YA? Is it the age of the characters when the journey starts? or Yes, because technically Harry Potter is a middle grade. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does it then morph into YA? I would assume. Older? I would assume so, yes. But in a bookstore, you'll find Harry Potter in middle grade. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Skullduggery Pleasant was actually in a section at my bookstore. It was in a section called "If you like Harry Potter, you'll like this." That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was like, "This is for me." And which, which is weird. I've I've mm-hmm. had this series like on my to read mm-hmm. list for years. But I just, it's not very commonly found, right. I guess, yeah, because it, it is Irish. Um, no, is it is it an Irish author or is it set in Ireland? Both. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I looked up the author and he's hysterical. Like his little bio on Goodreads was like, he lives in Ireland with too many cats. He would, l- he's. That's adorable. <laughs> and then he's sent a message to Oprah thanking her for allowing his book to be a part of Oprah's book club kids reading list. Oh, that's cool. And invited her over for a spot of tea. Yes. <laughs> and then it said he occasionally talks to real people, but only when he absolutely has to. That's the way I feel <laughs> about life. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I would prefer to live. <laughs> right, right. So all I have to do is write a best-selling. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just so easy peasy. Easy peasy. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Skullduggery Pleasant by Derek Landry. I loved it. I'm 30 and I loved it. It was fantastic. That was quite a, a confession you just made. I threw up a little bit in my mouth when I said it. <laughs> She's been whining and crying about turning 30 for months now, guys. <laughs> I didn't handle it well. This is an understatement. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. But My first book that I'm going to talk about is called In the Woods, and that's by Tana. It's T-A-N-A, French. And she is an American-Irish author. Okay. She was born in Vermont, but went to school at Trinity in Ireland, in Dublin, and then married and stayed over there and just said, this is the place for me now. All right. This this series has... I've. I own several of the books mm-hmm. in it, so it's something I've wanted to read for forever. Right, yeah, it's the Dublin Murder Squad series, and now the author in the back of the book, it says they took some liberties, so I, I thought that the Dublin Murder Squad was actually what they called it in Ireland, but apparently that's just something she made up for the oh, for the book. That would be so much cooler, like, right, like, the Dublin Murder Squad is after you. Right, instead of, like, the homicide unit, it's the mm. murder squad. I, th- I just thought that was really cool, yeah, so I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, and then this book has won, like, a ton of awards. Awards. It has won. Mm. She won an award for like the best debut novel, mm-hmm. um, like five or six different awards that, that okay. this particular book has won. So it follows this guy named Adam Robert Ryan. And in August of 1984, him and two of his friends are out in the woods. They're 12 and they're playing. And when their mom goes to call them home for dinner, um, nobody can find the kids. Hmm. So they they initiate a search party. It's like hours. And finally, only one kid is found. Mm. And that is Adam. Okay. He's the found kid. The other two are missing. Okay. And he's found clinging to a tree, like terrified, like with his fingernails broken off, like clawing oh. into the tree. And he has zero memory of the day. Wow. 
Fast forward 20 years. Okay. He's a detective on the murder squad. Nice. Yes. And then a little girl is found murdered in the same woods where all of this went down when he was a little kid. Okay. And this is uh, Knock Nari. It's a suburb of Dublin. Okay. So I was like, what is what is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the suburb of Dublin. So it's like a more country town. So it's like people, like everybody kind of knows each other. Gotcha. Whatever. But Adam now goes by Rob, because his middle name was Robert. So he goes by Rob Ryan. And he went, his parents... After the incident happened, was af- they were afraid of what was going to happen to him if he mm-hmm. stayed. So they sent him to boarding school in, in England mm. um, to, like, get him away from the publicity and, and the trauma of being there without the two friends. Because the friends are never found. Gotcha. And so he has a British accent now. So oh. nobody, when he goes back to Naknari, nobody knows who he is. Gotcha. That's cool. So he should, I mean, like morally and ethically have not worked the case Mm. because he had too many close ties to it but he decides that eh, screw that (laughs) he wants to know what's going on so he he and his partner cassie and her name is cassie maddox and the next book in the series actually follows her i thought the series followed a female detective Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that it starts with Rob. Right. It does start with Rob. And so him and Cassie are working this murder case. Basically, a little girl is found in the woods where they were found 20 years ago in 84. Has actually mostly been, like, cut down and stuff. And there's an archaeological dig happening because the place has been used for, like, eons there's like bronze age stuff middle Mm. um middle ages stuff there but there is a new motorway or highway that's going right on top of the archaeological site so there's like all these different layers of plot and motive and this guy that was entwined in the he was entwined in the murder or the disappearance of the two kids back in 84, his daughter is the one that is murdered wow. in in the in 2004. Goodness. So then they're trying to solve her murder. She's found on an altar stone oh. of the um, little Bronze Age like thing in the, the archaeological stuff. turns with this. Right. It was a it was a lot. There was a lot going on in this book. Okay. There's a lot of people who have a lot of motive. There's a lot of people who don't have motive that you're they're talking to and you're trying to figure out what's going on with them. And I I don't I love the murder mystery like who done it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I usually can figure it out pretty good, but mm-hmm. this one had me guessing. I did not nice. see this um, ending coming. Okay. With that said, I really really enjoyed this series until the last 100 pages or so. Mm. After that, it like took a nosedive off a cliff and completely lost me and i ended up only giving the series two stars mm. just because i'm with i'm with rob all the way until like i said about and, and this book's about 129 or sorry 429 pages so okay. it's a it's a bigger one and i'm with him all the way right up until the end and then he just starts making the worst life choices ever mm. like just like i can't even fathom your thought process or follow it and I'm so angry at you for doing this that it kind of ruins it for me. So the ending of it was really disappointing for me. That sucks. Yeah. Do you think because he was too close to the case, that's why he was making shitty decisions? I mean, absolutely. Because okay. he basically, he is trying to solve this case, but he's also trying to remember and solve sure. his other case. And so he like he goes into the woods and... Um, gets drunk and tries to like have flashback memories sure. and yeah um so then he has like panic attacks and <laughs> he is remembering stuff but he never remembers all the way what happens sure and it just why 
Mm. Like I need, yeah. he remembered everything until like five minutes before the disappearance of the kids. Mm. So why, why couldn't you give me that next few minutes? Gotcha. I, I needed some more closure sure. from this and I, I, yeah, I didn't get it and it drove me crazy. Mm, that sucks. But it was, it was really, really good up until that point. Was and it? I enjoyed the, like the thrill and the, like, who did this? I need to know. Yeah. So do you feel this was more of a murder mystery or do you feel like it was more of the thriller genre? I think it was a psychological murder mystery. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes with thrillers, like, like it doesn't matter how well they're written as long mm -hmm. as the big twist is good. Right. 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 Now, this wasn't like heart pounding, okay. like, you know, keep you on the edge of your seat. But it was more, I guess it was more psychological, like the place that he's at in his mind, mm. the place that the, the killer is at in their mind, mm -hmm. and getting from there to there. Okay. All right. It kind of reminds me of uh, Robert Galbraith's J.K. Rowling's series. Yes. I actually haven't read that, but it's really? really cool. I've read two, just two of them, and they're kind mm -hmm. of like it's this detective. Like, he's a private investigator, technically, mm -hmm. but he gets involved in these random cases mm -hmm. that somehow, like, link to his past, or it gives him a flashback or uh -huh. something like that. But it's it's really cool. For those of that don't know that, J.K. Rowling wrote those under the pseudonym mm -hmm. Robert Galbraith. Mm hmm and um and she successfully used that pen name but i think it she only made it i think she only made it to the second book before mm -hmm. someone yeah someone outed her on yeah. like twitter or something like but that i think she just wanted to come out with a series that had nothing to do with harry potter and mm -hmm. so she, it wouldn't have that kind of hanging like the over pressure, her head yeah uh, the cloud of harry potter because yeah. she wrote them after that series was finished so that's a, a really cool I've, I've heard lots of people talking about those and I they are those. huge books they're like really 500 pages oh, wow but they're creepy yeah. and sometimes gross and like a far cry from harry potter like completely different yeah that's really cool though okay um but in the woods i gave it two stars mm -hmm. just because i hated the ending of it so much and i probably won't read the next book in the series just because i was so mad at the way this book ended so maybe maybe if i give some distance i'll feel okay to pick up the next one just well i wonder if since because it follows a different character it'll be different and it could be because they they kind of wrapped up with rob like as far as he was going to get to go mm -hmm. but i don't know i'm i'm mad at cassie too again her some of her choices gotcha. and it's just like ugh, i just i don't like you guys right now that maybe sucks. i need some distance gotcha. <laughs> okay my next one is Love, Rosie by Cecilia Ahern. Okay, everybody knows that I love Cecilia Ahern. In our romance episode, I talked about P.S. I Love You. I, I love her so, so much. I own several yeah. of her books, um, but probably my second favorite is Love, Rosie. I've never read anything about her. Oh, that makes me sad. I have a treat in store. <laughs> <laughs> so this one follows Rosie and Alex. So they live in Ireland together. They grow up together. Best friends. Well, when they're 17, they start to have like a little romantic interest mm -hmm. in each other. But unfortunately, right when that happens, Alex's parents decide that they're moving to America. Oh, so Rosie and Alex, once he's moved, they have grand plans for him. Uh, both of them to go to college together in mm -hmm. America. She's oh. um, she's accepted into the University of Boston. He's going to Harvard. They'll oh, be right cool. there together. Yeah. But right before she leaves to go to college with him, she finds out that she's pregnant by another guy. <gasps> what? I know. But she was. I know. It was like a rebound guy because he had been gone. Oh. I know. So she finds out she's pregnant and decides to stay home and raise a baby by herself. 
Oh, wow. So this is an, another epistolary novel. It's one written in emails, that notes. That's a fancy word. I know. I even had to look up how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's emails, letters, notes, and then IMs. Do you remember uh, yes, AOL like, chat? Like AIM. <laughs> It's the messenger. Um, yeah, funny. so it's all through that. What I really enjoyed about it was you grow up with them. So you kind of oh, meet them when yeah. they're 17, mm-hmm. and then the book spans years. Oh. So it's it's got to lot it's got a lot to do with fate. If you mm-hmm. if you believe that if you have a soulmate out there, fate will lead you to them no matter the distance, no matter anything. Mm-hmm. And you just you kind of follow them like Rosie has her baby. She raises her as a single mother. Alex eventually gets married and and lives in America. And you kind of oh, see them on their journey. That's interesting. It's it's really, really good. They did make a movie based on it. I haven't seen it yet. That's on Netflix. It just came out recently. I don't know how long ago it came out. I just saw it the other day. Yeah, I had I had just seen it on I just I just saw it on Netflix and um, people were talking about it recently. Mm-hmm. Like it like it just came out recently or something. Yeah, I have I didn't even know that they were making a movie about it. They didn't really kind of announce anything. Like it didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of buzz. Uh-huh. But I I would be intrigued to watch it because yeah. I did really enjoy this story. I, when I first saw it, honestly, I thought it was related to the Rosie Project, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh. <laughs> no. But I looked into it and I found out that it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't realize it was based on this book, so yeah. it's pretty cool. And I know you love that author; she's wonderful. And I think I believe Cecilia Ahern's father was the Prime Minister of Ireland. I read That's that. Awesome. I know I read that somewhere. Don't quote me on that, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure oh, that I've read. Cool. That. Yeah. So yeah, she's an Irish author. Um, she's I have several of her books. Um, mm-hmm. she's a little difficult to find here because she's not an American author. Right. But I do have the ones that I could find. I do own them all. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I love her. Um, but yeah, love Rosie. And if you want to cry, PS I love you. Is love Rosie as visceral no. as PS I love you? No. It's more it's more poignant in the fact mm-hmm. that it's just like, do you believe in fate? Do you believe in soulmates? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of more along the lines of long lost lovers things right. like that like more so along the lines of real life as yeah opposed to this grand epic right right that's, that's so yeah i don't cool. think i cried i i know that this i laughed shocking at, i know i cried everything i uh, i do know that it made me laugh out loud like i love the wittiness and all of that that's awesome. so all right that well that book sounds really really cool for sure um, it's really sweet my next one or my last one that i'm going to talk about today is artemis fowl I've heard of it. I loved this book so much. It is, was adorable. Is this a middle grade as well? Yeah, this is a middle grade. And, and bear with me, guys. I know it's middle grade. You're like, what? But it's just so much fun. That's one thing I wrote here. So much fun with like lots of exclamation <laughs> points. <laughs> um, but that's by Owen Colfer. And that is E-O-I-N. Okay. Owen. <laughs> um, he is Irish. Okay. Hence the spelling. I loved this book. It was Aww. so cute. Basically, Artemis Fowl is a 12-year-old evil genius. Okay. Right? He comes from a long line of evil geniuses, like a crime family. Well, his dad has gone missing, and his mom is, like, going crazy. Okay. And has he, he gone missing recently? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess, like, maybe within the last year. 
Okay. So Artemis gets it into his mind that he needs money to take up where his father left off or to start an, a significant search for his father. Okay. But he's 12. Sure. Um, and so he decides that he's going to kidnap a leprechaun. Sure. But in this world, leprechaun, it's... LEP, L-E-P, which stands for Lower Elements Police, because they're fairies. And they've all gone underground into hiding because the humans, which they call mud people, um, have taken over above ground. So they're the lower elements. And Holly, Holly Short, is the person or the fairy that he ends up kidnapping. And she's part of the recon unit. That's super cute. Right? It's an elite paramilitary subset of the Lower Elements Police. And they work, they do reconnaissance and containment of topside ferry activities. All right. So she's a LEP recon officer. So she's a leprechaun. <laughs> That's so cute. Isn't it precious? <laughs> I love it. So she's on the top side trying to contain a troll that has gone rogue. All right. And Artemis kind of like lures her out and sets a trap for her when she goes to replenish her magic. So you have to do this ritual to replenish your magic. Okay. So Artemis, basically he finds a fairy that's gone off book. Mm-hmm. Each fairy has a handbook. Okay. And he gets the fairy handbook, but it's written in gnomish. Okay, sure. And so he can't read it. So he figures out, because he's an evil genius, mm-hmm. um, that it's semi-related to hieroglyphics from Egypt. And he creates this elaborate system cipher. to cipher, to decode the book. So he's the first and only human in the whole existence of time that has ever decoded the fairy book. Hmm. So he knows all the secrets of the fairy people. So he makes this elaborate plan, and he knows that the leprechaun unit has hostage gold. And so the leprechauns have gold. So he takes Holly prisoner. He kidnaps her, and he holds her for ransom so that the leprechaun unit will give in to his demands and give him all this gold. This is amazing. It's so much fun. (laughs) I loved it so much. This is like one of the favorite books of all time just because of how much fun it was that sounds like so much fun right and after the the murder squad Mm -hmm. the in the woods it was just it was so much lighter and i just felt better about life after reading it was just so much fun this sounds like if the guys in oceans 11 were 12 and magic was a thing too (laughs) right that's that's kind of what it is basically the hostage situation goes on the recovery from the fairies goes on as like a military operation sure um and so they follow each of these little steps and they freeze time Mm. and but artemis already knew that and so like every trick the fairies go to use he's one step ahead of them Mm. until the end when they go off book (laughs) they're like oh he's figured us out and they're just gonna go off plan and there's a character in there called mulch and um he is a dwarf and the dwarfs dig sure by opening their mouths and like eating the dirt and then like it comes out the other end. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that he tunnels under the house. It's just so much fun. Wow. And they're making this into a movie. Okay. I thought I had heard about that. Mm-hmm. And Judy Dench is going to play the commander. 
uh, Commander Root. Well, sign me the hell up for that. Right. And then um, I, I'm not sure who's playing the the um, Holly Short, the fairy mm-hmm. that gets kidnapped, but the Mulch character is going to be played by Josh Gad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So do you know if this is going to be live action or is it going to be a cartoon? Um, it's live action. Oh, yes. yes. I love Josh Gad. Okay, I sidebar, I feel like he's making the best career decisions of all time. Yes. Like he, he absolutely is. Okay, this will be hella good. Do you know mm-hmm. who's playing Artemis yet? I, I know who the kid, I don't remember the name, mm. uh, but I haven't seen this kid in anything else. Okay, okay, so he's a newbie. Right. And Oh, just, you know who would be so a fun. good Artemis Fowl? is the kid that plays Charles Wallace. Yes. He's so cute. I he just want to eat him cute. up. <laughs> oh, that um, sounds so good. But also... Um, Artemis has a manservant. Sure. His name is Butler. His actual name is Butler. And so the theory is that the word Butler came about because the Butler family had been serving the Fowl family since the beginning of time. And so they're butlers who are butlers. Okay. I love all the naming in this <laughs> yes, book. Yes. And That's then, fantastic. Um, I'm going to have to read these immediately. <laughs> yes. And this is a series and it is actually a finished series. The last one was finished in 2012. Okay. I think, but I can't wait to start on the next one. And it's a really quick read too. Mm-hmm. Um, That's think, a good thing about middle grade is you'll, you can fly right through it. Right. And obviously you can tell at times that it's aimed toward younger minds because there's the whole thing about flatulence <laughs> that they go <laughs> off on but it's just so much fun i loved every bit that's of it awesome that's every single so bit of it cute <laughs> yes the lep recon is just okay the most amazing that's hysterical right i love that it's like a little military like that's yeah and they have like full military operation where they go to retrieve her and so they have all of these different tricks and magic things that they try and then artemis is like i beat you there and they're like he's just 12 we're hundreds of year old fairies and he's 12 but that's it's amazing. amazing that sounds so good yes everyone should go read it right now our middle grade picks were awesome <laughs> i'm so proud that's one of the reasons i read middle grade is because it's just so much fun it's not so heavy i feel like Middle grade and then YA, especially kids these days, you have got to catch their attention quickly and you have to hold it. Mm -hmm. And I think they're written awesomely, Mm -hmm. like because they keep you going, they keep you laughing. Uh I'm not ashamed to say that I will read middle grade and YA and probably till the day I die. Me too. Me too. For sure. That's awesome. Well, I'm so proud of our picks. Uh, Me too. I was very intrigued. I had actually never thought about you know like where the books are from or where they're set Mm -hmm. or whatever being like a specific to ireland Mm -hmm. so i was glad that we were doing this so that i could read irish authors and books set in ireland because i've never really done that before yeah well i think you and i talked about this a while back the older we get the more we read with purpose yes and uh reading a specific type of author someone that's different than us someone in a, a different place in their mm-hmm. lives like all of that i i love what we're doing right and we we think about the the books that we're going to pick up mm-hmm. differently like mm-hmm. we choose not just something that's going to be enjoyable but something that's also going to challenge us yeah but then also something that is fun yeah 
I totally agree. And I, there's nothing wrong with reading something fun. Mm -hmm. Like I love reading stuff like that, especially Mm -hmm. after I've read something really heavy, really dark. Like I think it's perfect. Yeah. Like in the woods was definitely dark. There's some graphic Mm -hmm. scenes that are talked about in it. And so to read Artemis Fowl after it was just, it's what I needed to bring me back out of like a funky place. That's awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in again, guys. We really appreciate you. Bye. Bye.